Welcome to the Interesting Podcast, episode number 202. This episode is with the radiant gem of a human being known as Judy Alice Lee. On top of being a top-tier audio engineer, a fantastic actor, and a beautiful singer, Judy is also a blast to hang out with. In this episode, we talk about her growing up in L.A., moving to Colorado, playing guitar, starting out as an intern at a music recording studio, how she got into VO, the many cool projects she's worked on, almost drowning while filming a music video, and so much more. Judy is amazing, and you are in for a treat, my friends. So buckle up, put your helmets on, and let's do this! Please enjoy this episode of The Interesting Podcast, number 202, with Judy Alice Lee. Theme song time. going how are things pretty good pretty good you know i can't complain uh this week's been pretty busy good, and good. The, yeah the last week's been pretty busy too so i'm just i'm just trying to catch up yeah. i'm also filling my <laughs> evenings quite quite a bit um that's kind of relatively new so yeah, okay. uh, yeah yeah it's been it's been crazy good but i good. have no complaints yeah it's going well it's going well good. how about you how are you good very good also busy i i like being busy though I find I'm I'm not good with free time. Yeah. I, I got to do things. I mean, I mean, I can enjoy like a good cup of coffee and a book, you know, by the window. But sure. <laughs> at the same time, I want to know that I have other stuff going on in the day, you know? Like, sure. For sure. Yeah, the, the actor lifestyle is, is very different from the like full-time engineering lifestyle that I was, you know, that I came from. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't take it for granted, though. I'll, yeah. I'll take some spare hours <laughs> here and there. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, Busy Bee is good. Does it use a different part of your brain? Acting versus engineering, because I, I, knowing nothing about engineering, I feel like that's a math brain, very technical. It is quite technical, but it is also like um in studio, it, it's quite feeling based. Like you have to preemptively uh -huh. change the pre before the actor does, you know, uh -huh. something explosive or something like that. So you, it's kind of intuitive in that way too. Sure. Um, but I have been told from directors that I need to take my engineering hat off when I'm acting because <laughs> sometimes I'll hear my own mouth clicks and be like, oh, give me a second, guys. And they're like, you just ruined a perfectly fine take, Judy. You need to not censor yourself that way, you know? So um, yeah, I've been told I need to, I need to compartmentalize a little bit better. But I think as time goes on and the shift is, is happening, more where you know my engineering you know in my lifestyle is becoming less and less um, sure. I think it's kind of happening naturally but uh, but yeah anyways <laughs> does that answer your question <laughs> uh, maybe I don't I don't follow these questions Judy <laughs> I I was just thinking about it today because you and I have an interesting start because with the people that I meet are in are in interesting scenarios and you and I saw my first burlesque show together I was like, wow. Oh, that's right. You know, I wasn't even paying attention, though. I feel so bad. I should have been yeah. paying more attention. But that was such a fun event that, like, I totally right? was not. <laughs> right? Dude, yeah, I yeah. found out later you did some of the art in Julia's book. Yes, I did. Yeah, what, she what commissioned me to you illustrate. Do? You do so oh, many things. It's, thank it, you. I'm a little suspicious of it. I'll be honest with you. I'm just saying no, no one person should be that good at that many things. 
You're on my radar, Judy. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I'm good at a few things, but you know what I'm terrible at? Let's start uh, there. My, yeah, my yeah. spatial intelligence is like, it's real. It's 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 kind of alarming how bad it is. Like my geography is absolute dog shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I make up memories. I'm like, yeah, I totally passed by that bridge. And my sister's like, Judy, you're doing it again. Yeah. There was no bridge. <laughs> <laughs> they directionally challenged. I, yes, I respect directionally that. challenged. But you know what? There's tools for that. There's tools for that. There's GPS. There's Google yeah, Maps. Yeah, you don't need you know? it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got, I got some help. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my one flex I have on my wife because she's a nurse and like an actual hero. She does not Amazing. know northeast, south, and west. So that's the one oh, thing where no. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's just, just west. She's like, what? And I go, yeah, can't do it all, can ya? <laughs> You're out here saving lives, but I know which way is south. So, uh, <laughs> oh, did you did you guys grow up in LA? Is that where you guys met? No, stuff? believe it or not. So you're in Colorado, yeah? Yes, I am. Okay, most people I talk to are in LA. I'm in mm -hmm. Florida. That's right. You're in Florida. So we both kind of set our time around Pacific, mm -hmm. whereas I'm on Eastern and you're in Central. Yeah, but my Google Calendar is in Pacific. Yeah, so you get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, totally. We're all over. We're all over. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I go to LA once a year at least, more for work if I can get it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's she's born and raised here in Florida. Gotcha. And she absolutely loves it. Where, where are you from originally? LA. I grew up in LA. You know, I was ah. there for the riots. Yeah. It was Look a, at that. Crazy time. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's kind of a, one of the reasons why I'm directionally challenged is because, like, I grew up in sure. K-Town and, and the turnover of of businesses and shops and things, you know, and like, yeah, um, yeah, there's, there's like flagship stores and stuff. It was so it was it was always rotating and constantly in flux. So I feel like the landmarks I made were kind of like, you know, dissolved at one point. And then oh, like, sure. I kind of went to like, and I also like grew up in like a bit of an insulated bubble. So that's probably part of it, too. People who grew up in Colorado, where I, li I have been living for the last two years and it's been lovely. They have like an innate sense of direction, though, because <laughs> the mountains are always to the west. So they just go outside, yeah, and they just look, and yeah, it's always, so they always have like a westward compass, so like, they have a little bit of a leg up to me, and I'm trying to catch up, but you know. For now, for now, it'll it'll sink in eventually. For now, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I have a lot of pins on my Google Maps. <laughs> you're, you're the reverse transplant. You're from LA, and you moved outwards, where most yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah. from outwards and move into LA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, okay. Was Colorado the first time you were cold and you're like, I can do this more often? <sighs> no, I, I'm a lizard, you know, like yeah. I, I, I think maybe my body was evolving to do VO before I knew I was ever going to do VO. Because sure. being in this hot box, like, you know, it's basically a little sauna, a little humid, humid square is, yeah. um, is it can be torturous. But I think I acclimate pretty quickly to the heat and gotcha, uh, yeah, okay. but I get cold like like I yeah, I, it's my temperature regulation is is again one of the things I'm not good at. So there's another one. <laughs> for the books uh, <laughs> uh and winter here has been yeah seasons what like it's, it's you get crazy. those yeah yeah what there's like there's cold stuff falling from the sky and everyone's just still driving it like makes no <laughs> sense i mean slowly i'm getting used to it but uh but yeah it's weird because in la you know there's they said that there are four seasons there's there's a summer fall fire and pilot season oh <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it's a whole different set of seasons here. Uh, it's yeah, but it's it's quite beautiful. I I 
it's magical still, you know? Yeah. I feel like Calvin and Hobbes. I'm like, oh my God. Right? I can, I can yeah, it's, it's pretty great. How can you not be? <laughs> I've been to Colorado once and mm. it, it's one of those places where just waking up, I think seeing mountains does something to our lizard brain of like, oh, what is this experience? And do you find that as well? You're like, something's happening to me. And all I'm doing is looking at geography. Yeah. And they're, they're always snow capped, you know, and it's, it's, it's either very verdant in the summer or it's very, you know, very snowy for like six months of the goddamn year. It, like, it snows all the way up until April here. Like I, that's, kind of, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of fucked up, but like, a yeah, little, little bit, little bit. But like it's not spring right. skiing is a thing. So, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll dip into that. But yeah. Okay. Have you gone skiing? yet i have i have i am still quite quite new at it i was i was i snowboarded when uh in like when oh. i lived in la uh but i switched to skis because everybody here was like you know uh well at least my my little circle of people were were all about skiing uh, yeah and it's different it's different is it is it harder yeah. It's harder in some regards. I think the learning curve is a little is a little less generous. Um, gotcha. But you, I, I spent so much time on my ass when I was snowboarding. Yeah, um, yeah, and I got yeah, like pretty bruised familiar. up. Um, <laughs> do, do you snowboard? Is that is that? I've always wanted to, but I feel uh, like I'm I'm building this in my head. Skis, you have there's more of a margin of error. You cross your feet, yeah, and impaling yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, and then when you fall, and your le your like knees splay out, like it's a different <gasps> type of fall. Ow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so would you rather spend more time like cold on your butt and like with a bruised bottom, or would you rather like not fall as often, but have falls be a little scarier on skis? Ooh, you know, option yeah, A. Yeah. <laughs> option A for sure. At least then I can pretend I'm Tommy from the Power Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, between you, know? you and me, like I feel yeah. like I had more immediate fun snowboarding. I don't know yeah. if I've, I don't know if I've found the fun skiing yet. <laughs> I've, only, I've only been a few times. Like to be fair, I'm, I'm okay. Not, yeah, okay. I'm not the anyone to be speaking on this, but um, but yeah, I, I'll give it another chance. But then I might switch back to snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. You know, yeah, we'll snow see, we'll see. snowboarding's cooler. Let's just be honest. When you're looking I mean, at someone like, skiing, you're like, all right. I mean, you're fast, cool, but snowboard is like. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I used to I used to longboard in college, so you know, Not so that kind of like that feels like you know more more like there's more muscle memory there. Even yeah. though everyone says like skis are more natural, you're facing forward. You've been walking forward <laughs> your entire life. You know, they they, <laughs> they tell me that shit, and I'm like, yeah, but like, okay, what I, I hear suck. what you're saying, but. Mm. <laughs> You're just justifying <laughs> trying to look like this. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it is like, you know, a little classier or whatever, but I mean, yeah. Are we classy people, Judy? We went to a burlesque uh, show, all right? We're a different yeah, breed. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. We have more fun. We have more fun. We have fun. We have a good time, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whether on snowboards or skis. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I feel like I've just made an enemy of every skier ever, and I'm okay oh, with no. it. Oh, no. I'm okay you've with lost, it. You, you've lost a bit of your audience there. <laughs> yeah. Audience? What is that? What do you mean? Stop, stop. <laughs> the one time I was in Colorado, I was in um, Monument, somewhere near like Colorado Springs. I went to the Garden okay. of the Gods. Oh, I haven't been yet. Yeah, here's oh, wonderful. It's another world. It's a different planet. You're like, how did I this need to go. happen? It's wild. Yeah, go there. Yeah, I hear it's amazing. Yeah. Man. One thing I did that was really cool recently, because I haven't been to the Garden of Gods and I can't speak to it, although I sure. hear amazing things about yeah, it, yeah. is um, there's a Meow Wolf in Denver. Um, have what? you ever heard of Meow Wolf? That sounds like a made-up creature. It's amazing. It's like this, basically this 
it's an art installation that they like created into this structure. So it's like every oh. square foot, every inch of wall and column and flooring you see is art. And like, oh. yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Uh, the one here, uh, the the theme is the convergence. It's like a it's like a train station or an airport for uh, a few different types of alien civilizations. So the, yeah, the yeah, it's 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 freaking cool, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, they have a they have I think it started in santa fe don't quote me on this i think the first one was in santa fe um okay. and it looks like a house but like there's all these hidden elements and then like it's actually multiple stories or something i haven't been to that cool. one um but like you walk into like the refrigerator and it's a different room or like you you lift up the couch and there's a ladder down to a different you know like stuff like that so i think that's yeah. how it started but um the one here is amazing it's gigantic um and recently i went to my first music show there um because they have a venue on the side and it looked like a neon Dude. church inside yeah every wall was covered in projections it was like it was so Dude. so cool yeah and um and the first two acts played on the stage like the, the neon church kind of like looking thing and then the headliner came out and he played in the middle of the crowd there was a, a podium oh. in the middle of the crowd so i was kind of hanging on the rail you know kind of a little you know the, a little bit of distance from the the main stage thinking that I, i'd hang back but when the headliner came out i was like literally at his feet i was like i could not have been closer and i was like i don't know if i signed up for this but i'm here for it there you go <laughs> yeah, too late now like, yeah and the crowd all around him was facing inward so we were all dancing with each other you know it was just like yeah. a really great like like wow what an experience so that was just like this past weekend which is why i'm like still oh like, get it i'm still ride that high it. pal but, yeah it was That's so so oh, cool about. it was awesome <laughs> that's nuts so what brought you to colorado of all places um i followed a guy out here uh, that checks uh, out i know right apparently a lot of people have had a similar story and yeah. they don't leave so yeah. you know like so <laughs> i don't mountains. feel alone in that <laughs> yeah yeah i don't feel too alone in that but um but yeah we met working in la he was the transplant at the time and then during quarantine when we both started working from home which i didn't know up until that point was an option for voiceover and our entire industry sure. even engineering you know like it wasn't i thought i was going to live and die in la i never thought that i could i could move out so um during quarantine we were living in a shoebox in santa monica and paying you know bleeding mm -hmm. out rent so we were like why do this why don't we just you know see how long we can stick it out somewhere else and he's from here so he brought me over here gotcha. and um yeah yeah and uh, okay. that didn't work out but we're still okay. really great friends yeah um there's no hard feelings it's very amicable and uh yeah he's still kind of like my support network if i have something wrong with my car i can you know call him if if, uh, sure. if there's inclement weather and i'm like what do i do about ice on the on my fucking <laughs> car you know like he, he yeah he's there so yeah so i do feel supported out here which is very fortunate but uh, yeah but yeah super important. the main reason yeah Wow. It was scary. Like, that bet. Go process. Yeah. Because um, I don't have family out here, you know? Oh, man. Good for you, then. Yeah. The bravery it takes to do that? Yeah, right? It's kind of scary. Uh, kind of, but... yeah. A little. But I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can make it work, though, though. I, I'm going to try I and see. I believe in you. Yeah, we'll see. There, there are too many good things so far that are different from yeah. LA that I don't want to go back to the parking trauma just yet. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. You don't get neon church concerts, you know? Yeah, it, or unless I want to pay like $250, like, you know. Yeah. For parking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
things are more accessible here which is it was just one thing that i really do love about here like the music scene is just it's always going on so and like you know yeah there's so much going on that it doesn't have to be this like cutthroat competition to like try well kind of is for the bigger stuff but um, sure but it's very different from LA. A lot of things are different. The dating scene is different here. Like it's weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot it's more flannel. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people holding fish in their hinge yeah. profiles. Yeah. 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 A lot. Mountains in every single background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always a mountain pick without fail. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> the hustle. <laughs> oh my God. So you're growing up in LA. What kind of stuff were you into? Oh man, growing up, I was a pretty weird kid. You look at photos of me See, when I was a kid, and I, I was know like, I liked yeah. you, Judy. I was a I was a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> good. So weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I have a special place in my heart for for weird kids. Um, that Ditto. came out wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, legally speaking. Yeah, legally speaking. You know, <laughs> adult kids that yes, were weird. Yeah, no, I got yeah, you. Don't yes, worry. Question mark. <laughs> um. Anyways, I played games and stuff. I was cool like early on, like in the in the '90s. I was cool, and then somehow I like got trapped in this bubble of of taekwondo. Um, I'm a second degree oh, black belt yeah. taekwondo, but like that was a Dude. big part of my life. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, church, I was very Catholic back then. Um, uh-huh. I think mainly because I was part of the church band and it was like a musical there kind of There you go. Like, Been there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's where you cut your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. It's where a lot of, it's where a lot of it grows. And yeah. I, I, I do appreciate that about religion. There's a lot of things about institutionalized religion I don't appreciate. And, you Facts. know, I have, yeah. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> same, same. And I have walked away from my religion, but, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that was a big part of my life growing up. And then there's like, you know, Korean school. And my parents forbade me from speaking, me and my sister, from speaking English in the house because they wanted to preserve. Oh, yeah. My, my, that's kind of cool. Facilities. Sure. But also my dad was a terrible and is a terrible person. I haven't seen ah. him in, I think, a 12, 13. 12 years. I haven't seen, I've spoken to him Good for 12 you. years. Yeah. No contact. You know what I mean? Very toxic personality, right very abusive. So, um, that was a big part of my childhood. I mean, I, I don't want to pretend that my childhood was all like terrible because there is a normalcy to abuse. There's a normalcy to violence and, True. you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did make the most of it and I feel like I came out like well-adjusted me and my sister both. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> proud of us. Um, but yeah, that my, like childhood me, uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't have imagined getting to where I am now. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that it makes you adaptable. I've found. Yeah, I I've I've learned meeting new people and like when there there's a connection that's under the surface of people cut from the same cloth, right? Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of it is just having been through a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, because if you have someone who's never struggled and who hasn't had to face like real adversity. There is this sort of miscommunication there of like, oh, okay, we can only go this far as far as connection goes. But somebody else is like, uh, same scars. Cool. Well, cool we cool. kind of get yeah. it. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, I, I do I do see a lot of like good, good families, like good parents out here, you know, that like, I feel like in LA, like a lot of my friends came from broken homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like, you know, the, the people that I gravitated towards, because I think there was a little bit of a, a martyrdom wanting to heal each other, like, you know, trauma bonding sure. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but here I see like a lot of happy older couples and I'm like, what is that like? Like, what kind of <laughs> life do you live? You know, like, right? and it's kind of gorgeous, but, <laughs> but yeah. 
the one thing that I don't know how to cope with and I'm a little afraid of uh, on the horizon is dealing with grief. Oh yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. Lots, uh-huh. I have a lot of friends who have dealt with it and, you know, are okay now, but um, I know that it's something that I haven't and like, you know, truly close to my heart and like sure. my immediate family. So um, that's a that's a, a trial that when that happens, I, I, I know that it will, you know, I don't, I can't say that I understand when somebody has, is going through something. Sure. Like that. Yeah. So I feel, you know, from from both angles. Yeah. 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 It's being a person's hard, isn't it? Like it's really, so fucking think about hard. It. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Like it's very it's really tough. But... <laughs> yeah. It's like I'd rather so I'd rather hard. be a person than not, I suppose, but oof, this difficulty <laughs> level's cranked way more than I put it. <laughs> you uh... second degree black belt. Okay, listen. Yeah. What is the difference between first and second from a testing standpoint? Oh my God, this was like a long time ago. I don't remember. All you don't I know remember. is that <laughs> I don't, all I know is that it was a harder test. There was some sparring involved. There was a lot of there was a lot of elements. There was forms and yeah, and uh, and there was a lot of money involved. You know what I'm saying? Like oh sure, like, martial arts ain't cheap. Like, Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in LA, I imagine. And I did not grow up wealthy or even middle class. I would say so. Like you know. this was like a big. You know, this was this was a deliberate decision on my on my mom's part to be like. Like we're going to invest in this like you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey investment return second degree pretty good yeah pretty, pretty good, good pretty good i got a card when i got my second degree i was like that i i'm legally a weapon i have no idea where the card registered went. hands <laughs> <laughs> i've lost it i think it's somewhere in the archive but um yeah it's that conditioned <laughs> reflex response i bet you could still kick pretty good well i, I mean I, I try to keep you know i try to keep sharp um I competed at UCLA, you know, like did it oh, all the dude. way through college. Yeah. And then, you know, I tried to do more practical stuff afterwards, like because it's a very performative sport. It's not really yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, if you, there's no mm -hmm. when you're down on the ground, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you know, that kind of thing is what you want to know, yeah, yeah. not necessarily yeah. Taekwondo. I, <laughs> yeah. I understand the impracticalities, calities of Taekwondo. Yes. I love the sport, but it is a sport. Um, There's a couple blind spots. Just yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I There's get no it. room for flashy kicks in a bathroom, you know, when you're getting like, so <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I did Krav Maga for a couple of years and that get was, it. that was fun. But my shoulders started getting really big and I was like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> my jackets aren't fitting. Like I can't, I can't, I can't be doing oh, no. this. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <Judy>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did kickboxing for a little bit and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to stay on it, but at the same time, yeah. You know, the people around you are too nice. You just got to start going to tough neighborhoods, pick fights. Now that you're exactly right. Now that I don't have to deal with like road rage as much anymore, yeah. like I have less violence, like, like just <laughs> boiling over. It's crazy. Sure. <laughs> but if you could, if anyone decides to come at you, Judy, just know they're getting a no. like foot to the head. No, man. No, that's the thing, though. <laughs> that's the thing. No, you just do as much damage as you need to to run. Honestly, yeah. like you don't want to mess with guns. Like there's no time Facts. or risk for that. You know what I mean? Like just get safe. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a sensei one time that said the greatest technique against a gun is cooperation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like this guy a lot. This is like, real leather, by the way. It. So you're, yeah, this is a good wallet. So you can take yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Genuine leather isn't actually genuine yeah. leather, so you know. 
just so you know, this one is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> grab my wrist. Grab my wrist. See what happens. <laughs> Oh god. Oh, so man. when did music start then? Cuz I imagine it's around oh. this time cuz college was for music if I remember correctly. I went back to school for college. Actually my 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 story is pretty convoluted. Uh, yeah, what? actually <laughs> on that I'm remembering things now. Um so you're doing martial arts, you're learning to hurt people, and then you go you end up pre-med? You're like yes. I guess I'll fix them yes. when I'm done with them? How did this <laughs> how? Why? Why? No, I mean it was it was it it wasn't the traditional what you think of like, oh, my parents tried to, you know, force me. It was actually my my mom, bless her, because I love her so much. She knew, she kind of knew that it wasn't right for me. And she was like, I don't know if, this... <laughs> if you <laughs> won't really happens. want this. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was at UCLA undergrad feeling pretty invincible. And I was like, I just want to like, you know, really help people or whatever. And then eventually I came to the realization that uh, I didn't want anyone's lives on my hands. So I pivoted fair, fair. to, yeah, I kind of like switched directions to be pre-dentistry. Um, and then, oh. yeah, I was like, you know, maybe I can deal with teeth. I can deal with teeth. Maybe, maybe yeah. I just, you know, do that a couple days a week, make music the rest of the days a week. I'm very impractical idea yeah. of what this was going to look like. <laughs> I would um, both sides of my brain at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll really love life. Um, and <laughs> my mom being who she is, she was like, maybe you should try working at a few dental offices first. So post-graduation, I worked at a few dental offices and I realized that, wow, this is not for me, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, things were pretty dark in other regards of my life at the time, too. Uh, this was right about when in a pretty big incident occurred with my dad, which, you know, caused the no contact sure. to happen and stuff. And so, you know, it was kind of a dark time. Um, but once I came out of that, I went back to UCLA for independent music production. And then that's kind of what I started to study oh, audio recording wow. theory and, you know, go on to like my, my post-production pathway. But music has always been a part of my life. Uh, I grew up, and this is, doesn't really count, but I grew up with a karaoke <laughs> machine. So it was- That totally a, counts. A, a robust on. one. I had like a yeah. professional karaoke machine at home. Yeah. Joke. Um, Get it. <laughs> yeah. And my dad rigged like the cassette player to like record us. So like we would record, you know, I've been, I've been recording myself since I was a kid. Yeah. Look at that. Um, Destined. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy to think about now. Uh, but yeah, church was really where I started to kind of, you know, learn the guitar and, and all that. And, sure. And then I was an orchestra in middle school with the violin, which I haven't touched in like Dude. 20 years. But, <laughs> but once upon a time, I was violin, second chair. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a bow, just get a bow, yeah. and you can you can. I've seen people play guitars with tiny bows. It's possible. It's pretty amazing what people can yeah. do with instruments. It's it that truly I feel like is a different part of my brain. You know, yeah, I really do feel like that. And like playing an instrument and singing too is like yeah. I feel like that. Ooh. I feel like that honestly was what prepared me for VO. I really, really? do. How come? Yeah, because I could do. I could play the the guitar, rhythm guitar, finger picking, whatever it is that I'm doing, and then mm -hmm. adjust my singing without thinking about the other parts of, you know, the instrument that oh. I'm playing. And so like, yeah, the vocal control that comes with being able to play an instrument as well, but, you know, take direction in both, like, like I feel like that kind of like made some neural pathways that allowed yeah. me yeah to take direction and like you know and, and a lot of a lot of directors say like a musical ear or a musical background is is incredibly useful in vo for intonations and like you know inflections and that kind of thing 
but I honestly feel like that just the separation of like the <laughs> like the working memory during that time was was really like what primed me the most yeah okay so guitar was that something somebody gave you or something you're like I want to learn guitar um I think it happened it with oh a teacher there was a teacher um, that had like a little music club and I think we had guitars to try out and stuff. And then very soon I had my own guitar, you know, very not not a crazy one. Or anything. Sure. It was like a, you know, nylon classical guitar. Um, six strings. Guitar. I got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Six strings. Um, uh, and then and then from there, I think I took that over to church. And then, yeah, I think that's actually where it started it was was school, not church. I feel like I got really fortunate with school. I uh, I I grew up on the east side, like in K-Town, but I went to school mm -hmm. on the west side always. I always went to like, you know, the whitest ah, schools. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A place with I don't know funding. how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With magnet programs and stuff. You know, yeah. I took the bus. Like, yes. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel really lucky. I don't know how my immigrant mother managed that. She still doesn't speak English. Because she's a superhero, that's how. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> but she got me to like, you know, she got me and my sister to like the best schools. Like, you know, I ended up at UCLA. Like, I don't know how she did it. Really, really commendable because, yeah, that must be a network now that I think about it. But um, Right, something's happening. But another interesting about that, th real quick tangent, is that oh, like- I have ADD, beauty. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> Let's dance. I'm here um, for it. <laughs> another interesting thing about that is that like, as it, having been, been from like, you know, an immigrant family, like I'm, I noticed, especially because she didn't really, you know, make an effort or she didn't really get a chance or I don't know what her reasoning is, but she didn't really assimilate, you know what I mean? So she kind of kept tradition and culture and everything that she brought over from, from the 80s and 90s and you know prior to that that she brought over here and then she kind of like built a time capsule here with oh, like-minded cool. people and like-minded immigrants that well it's cool in some regards <laughs> cool for her um, cool for her yeah very comfortable for her but like you yeah. know meanwhile korea is progressing getting more you know like it's changing it's it's getting high tech and america is changing and getting high tech uh. and she is kind of like in her time capsule here kind of able to distance herself from both gotcha. of those kinds of yeah so like yeah so you know they're almost well, my parents, I, I guess I can only speak to my parents, but my parents are almost more traditional than, you know, than uh, parents in of, of, of my age group in Korea. So it's like kind of a weird. Oh, yeah. Like, she like stopped in time and just moved it over, but still is in that time. Exactly. Huh. And found and found each other and stayed, you know, and and well my mom in particular has a very like big fear of of you know the outside world because she's getting bad news from two countries like oh, you yeah, know like yeah sure. <laughs> so yeah she, it's 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 rough it's a rough world out there from her perspective and i can't blame her but um but yeah it's it's an interesting phenomenon that i have noticed with my with my family at least i can only speak to that but yeah i mean she figured it out though look at you you know, you know? she's great yeah i love her so much she the best so you're playing you're playing music. I'm like, tra I'm tracking this in my head now. Oh, okay. You're playing yeah. music, you're cutting your teeth, and then you go to school for pre-med and then dentistry and then go back for music. Was the was the reason to go back for music from like a musical standpoint or from like an audio production standpoint so you could kind of mm. record yourself? You see what I'm saying? 
It was a bit of both. It was a bit of both. Yeah. I mean, nobody goes into music being like, I want to record other people, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I want to make other people's Fair. music. So, you know, there, there's a little bit in the beginning. If it eventually becomes that, if, you know, if at, at a certain level of professionalism, you know what I mean? Like, it, it has to. Unless you're, like, one of the people who really broke through and, like, you know, can even make, you know, can make their own brand, like Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. Katy Perry, you know what I mean? Like, they are their own persona. But behind the scenes, there's a bunch of people working on their music. And the, those, right. you know, the professionals like, yeah. Anyways, you know all this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that wasn't, like, the reason I went into it is to, like, work on other people's music. I did want to produce and make my own music from the ground up. And I did. And that's when I realized that, like, it was taking so long. And I would just get wrapped up in, you know, in the writing process, I would start mixing. And then in the mixing process, I would go back and change my writing. And I would just get stuck this loop uh, yeah. sure. because it's my work and it's it's so amorphous that like i have too much control over it no bounds no restrictions you know uh-huh so um so I, I did do some of that, and that's when i realized that like i would rather take the parts of the process that i am not the best at like mastering you know like kind of like the tail end of the process and give it to somebody <laughs> take my money uh, and give it to somebody who's really fucking good at it you know like yeah, i realized totally that, like, that's the better way to do things and then so i realized in that in that journey that like that is highly respectable to be that person that's really specialized in their field yeah. you know and then my mindset kind of changed and uh and, and yeah but that was the very was very gradual though you know huh that's mm -hmm. kind of cool actually that you're you're trying to do both and then you realize on the back end you're like oh this is actually also a thing did it come yeah. naturally to you or did you have to kind of like kind of nail it in to be like oh this is how production works oh no I, production is very technical you know there's a lot of there's a lot of rules there's a lot of um, there's a lot of a lot of the things you have to do a certain way in order to make it sound the way that you hear it in your head. You know what I mean? Sure. Without it sounding empty, like there's there's all these different types of of hardware, software, everything you need. You know, so mm -hmm. uh, so it, it it was a lot. It was a lot to learn, and it was really fun. But my journey in music, like right after I finished schooling for for independent music production, I got an internship at recording studios. Nice. And uh, it was like, while I was there, it was like very predominantly rap and hip hop. So like, sure. you know, there was a Checks lot, out. a lot of that uh, being recorded there. Um, a lot of those shifts or what I was on cleaning up after, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, th that was a fun process, but also super body breaking. Uh, the hours were uh, crazy. Um, I was <laughs> good hours. at closing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I worked my way up to assistant engineer and, you know, and whatnot. But, um, but the hours were insane. Um, I, yeah, I would, I, I was good at closing. So they kept making me close. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they were like, shown too bright. Yeah, for being a a good janitor essentially so like <laughs> yeah it was it was rough but um you could clean up studios and audio wink oh my god i could sweep roaches <laughs> off the floor like, roaches isn't yeah. like you know, blunt roaches not not, not yeah yeah insects. <laughs> um but yeah you know i remember there was one time there was one time i was working at this music studio right and um there was a at the time lean was a really big thing you know scissor or whatever the double oh yeah yeah cups, the like, lean you know, like, I get yeah, it. Cough syrup. Yeah. Um, it was like such a big thing at the time. It was very trendy back then. It was a while ago. Um, uh -huh. And.
And uh, <laughs> there was one shift where this producer had stayed overnight and, you know, we were like, when the fuck is he going to go home? He's not going to go home. He's passed <laughs> out. Okay, fine. And then um, I think like six o'clock or something rolls around and I'm like, this guy has to get up. Like, he's got to get up. Like, I got to go home. Like, this is not okay. So I go over and I try and like wake him up and he's not responding. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no. God, there's lead everywhere. There's like, you know, there's, there's drugs. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't, I cannot on my shift. So I right. slapped him awake and I was like, not on my shift. <laughs> and he woke up and he went home and he was fine. But oh my God, I think that was one of the moments oh. I realized that like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. This is not for me. <laughs> if there's going to be a line, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> right, right. A wake up call. Mm, literally. Like. <laughs> right. There's no sunglasses to put on them to pretend. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so scary. Oh, that was yeah. a scary night. And I was oh. the only staff member there. I was the only one there. And I was like, oh, no. This is going to be on me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This is a crime oh, scene. Exactly. No. <laughs> My fingerprints are all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, you slap him twice, and then oh, you start bringing out wipes God. to like get rid of everything you've touched. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, as suspicious. God. There's no fingerprints from Judy here. Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Doesn't she work here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> God. Oh, wow. How long yeah, did you do that before you like ended up in a pipeline doing production? Um, I think it was like to the whole time I was at that music studio I was never really it, like the the term assistant engineer was like very loose I was like setting up and breaking sure. down but like I wasn't really yeah doing gotcha. any of the tracking I wasn't really like you know doing any of that so um the, yeah uh, and that's why I left because I was like I'm not growing here I've been here like a while it was like uh, maybe like two years I think um and also a bunch of music studios at the time were getting sued and on my way uh -huh. out I know that that studio was getting sued as well and uh I was wasn't part of it i don't know whatever you know what happened to it but um Good but, for you. yeah some questionable labor practices you know what i mean but i was able to somehow miraculously find dialogue and voiceover in video games as an oh. avenue and i never looked back i mean i love music and i you know i continue to make my own music for when oh, i yeah. have the time and disposable income but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but but yeah dialogue and vo was like wow this is a this is a worlds apart. I was just all about it. And I was just like, I tunneled in and I just wanted to be there for that. And I was like, you know what? At that point, I had kind of like folded my creative endeavors. I was like, I really, I think tech is the way to go. Um, I have more respect for like these specialized fields. And also um, I, I realized that that was probably more of a, a chance of success, you know, as sure. opposed to trying to make it as an individual artist, which is very difficult in LA. So yeah, stars have to align for you. You have to meet the right the people. Facts. You have to be super hot, you know, like. Uh -huh. It's a whole, <laughs> yeah, there's so. a million things. Yeah, it's like yeah. nobody is self-made. That person exactly. has 20 people behind them. Come mm -hmm. on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and talent is not the barometer for which success, you know. Correct. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not at all. So, unfortunately, um, you know, at the time, I kind of folded my creative endeavors, decided to go full tech, full engineering, full recording, and, and then I did that. You know, at that 
at that recording studio for for years moved my way up from assistant engineer to house engineer to lead engineer for the last year i was there yeah and so i think when i made like when the the route for voiceover like opened up for me yeah um i had all this creative energy that i had folded like Ah. have a new avenue so like it was it was very fulfilling for me and 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 in hindsight i see why i took to it as much as i did and i wanted it as much as i did but i didn't know that that was even a possibility until you know much later on in my like recording career so yeah that's pretty cool you're doing this tech stuff and obviously you have this creative side of yourself so when acting comes up i mean there's nothing more creative yeah. than acting yeah a hundred percent i never had the audacity to think as, yeah <laughs> you know as a minority in la sure. that like i was gonna be able to be an actor you know like i never i, di- I didn't think that that was an option for me you know what changed do you remember like what was the thing that you're like oh oh well, an opportunity, you know, yeah. that I couldn't turn down. And and I'm still, to this day, a little bit uncomfortable in front of cameras. I'm not really like, you know, I'm not like a natural in front of a camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in front of, behind a mic, you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing that since, like, you know, since I was a kid. Since karaoke days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know, I felt free and, and, and I didn't have to worry about what I looked like or, like, my too expressive face you know any any of that kind of other stuff so yeah so i didn't know that i could do it until the opportunity came to try it and then and then from there i started um engineering for uh vo classes for charlie adler and Ginny mcswain oh charlie adler i just took his workshop a couple weeks ago it will change the way you see the world (laughs) yes exactly and i was i was an engineer recording everybody being like wow i uh, this is amazing you know what i mean so i kind of like osmosis as much of it as i could starting from that point on and then started taking workshops and classes myself and then trying to you know like constantly trying to to do better and um and uh, to this day i don't think that there is a ceiling so i'm still taking classes you know i'm taking classes at the denver center for performing arts here because cool. it's here and it's awesome why and why not apparently there's a theater scene that i have no idea what it is like so you know so i'm just like trying to get more physical with my acting trying to get a little bit more comfortable in front of a camera like, like i said there's no ceiling so just like yeah. constantly carving away and trying to get better you know that started very i think pretty early once once i realized that like this is an opportunity um i, I never stopped doing that so yeah wow do you remember your first video gig that you booked I do, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it wasn't a booking. See, see, this is what I mean by an opportunity. Yeah, like, I'm um, in. I was literally in the right place at the right time. That's what it takes, man. Yeah. So much luck. Right. Yeah. That's that's fucking entertainment for you. Um, uh huh. But I was, I was, um, I think I was assistant engineering at the time. That's how. Uh, that's how. Yeah, long ago it was. And this was at the dialogue recording studio that I was talking about earlier. And um, I was assistant engineering. And then there was an engineer. And then this this project. I don't know if I. I can name it because I don't know if that they want to be sure. be known for this, but it was a small yeah, thing. <laughs> indie. Uh, it was a small indie non-union game, and uh-huh. uh, they had a few atmospheric roles left over that they hadn't given to to actors, and they were like, "Why don't we just throw Judy in the booth? I know that she, you know, she's musical." Um, so yeah. <laughs> they threw me in there, and I had an amazing time. And the voice director for that session ended up being the one to uh i mean i i love her i became very close friends with her um 
Uh, at least <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, we all like to think so. Yeah. Uh, but I adore her. And she actually gave me the chance to submit an audition for uh, a role that changed my life later down the line. So uh, that uh. role was for Black Ops 4. That was Specialist Seraph. Yeah, uh -huh. Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah, and, I may be um, familiar. <laughs> familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know, it was it was it was uh, an Asian character, uh -huh. and she was young, and she was badass. You know, I was like, I want, I want to submit. Really cool. Let me submit. Yeah, fucking <laughs> cool. So um, I didn't really know uh, that she, you know, what character she was or anything. I only had seen like a very vague breakdown, but I was like, this sounds like something I want to do. Yeah. So I submitted, and I got it. And um, yeah, you did. Yeah, and that's that. That I feel like. If I didn't have that first crazy coincidental serendipitous uh, opportunity, like this would not have panned out, you know. Yeah. But somehow, like you know, both of those things happened, and then from that point on, I got Taft Hartley into the union. Amazing. I got an agent. Yeah. And Get then, it. Um, and then you know, after that, it was all submissions, 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 and then you know, uh -huh. I nail a few, and I get some offers, and it's fucking awesome, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So wow. that's kind of how that went down. Yeah, That's total so cool. luck, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was it was it different than you expected? Because it's one thing to want to do something; it's another to actually do it. Well, at that point, I had spent so many thousands of hours in session, assistant engineering and engineering, that like I knew, like, and even like engineering for Charlie Adler's class, I was like, there are very common mistakes that people make in the booth. You know, th taking things personally or not realizing that direction is not criticism. You know, all those things, like not being I wrote big that down. enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, like classic things, and like. Because I had osmosis so much without even like intending to by engineering and being, you know, like I was talking about earlier, like being the person to intuitively lower the game when you know that they're going to do an explosive pass, you know, like kind of like f having like that the feel for that as well, like and, and getting getting to, you know, record audio on motion capture stages, like, like, yeah, stages around town, like all of that, like, I think really did when I got into the booth, it, it created an environment where I knew if things were going wrong, I could identify, Sure. <laughs> you know, and I could identify and I like, and I could see how people stand out from the crowd. And, you know, it's just like what mistakes never to do, like what, what things never to say to a voice director, you know, just stuff like that. Like I've, <laughs> I've just seen the other side of, of the glass for so long that like, yeah, yeah I just, I felt good about it, you know? What a cool way to get an education. Right? Like when you think about that, like, it's like a masterclass. There's a million ways to do this stuff, but like, yeah, you're literally getting an education yeah. while you're working for another thing. Like, that's so cool. I got paid, man. I was getting paid. I, know, yeah. I mean, like, not much, to be fair. Like, one of right. the, my, my gripes about tech is that it just doesn't pay. Like, you would yeah. think, right? Because it's so essential. But really, like, I, I mean, obviously, I have no control over how many how much businesses pay their employees. But like, uh -huh. oh man, it's it's really it really bums me out to think that like. Yeah, acting mm -hmm. is so much more lucrative, and I didn't expect that. I thought I was gonna take a hit, you know. But like, yeah, man, that is that really they deserve more. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the outward face. I I had a mentor who was an audio engineer, and he told me one time. He said the worst part about it is you only get recognition when something's wrong. Yeah, like if you do it right. Nobody knows anything, and it's like, okay, cool. But if something's wrong, you're the first person they're coming to. I right. was like, ah, oh, dude, that sucks. Yeah, 
it's again, true. The, the underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty thankless most most times. Yeah, but uh, especially for like a you know a a vendor type situation where you're working on a game and you're not part of the development team. You know, you're part of this recording VO process. Like it's you know it's kind of like yeah, um, a, a little bit separate from their audio team who's like working on the music, the sound effects, and all that other good stuff. So like yeah, there is a little bit of a estrangement there in that regard. But I will say one thing I loved about working in video games as just like a whole is that 90% of the people I met like working as an engineer or as an actor even have been so cool oh They're right just so cool yeah video game people are dope it's its own ecosystem yeah that party that we met at I mm-hmm. think about yeah. all the time because it was I come from on camera which is a mm-hmm. very different arena I would and so like yeah <laughs> I'll tell you when we're done it sucks <laughs> oh, man. where VO is like Everyone is so cool and genuinely care about each other. And mm-hmm. I mean, it probably comes from they're all incredible. So it's like they have nothing to prove because come on, that's Yuri Lowenthal. Like, I get it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you he know, it's try. just. He just oozes cool. Yeah. He just, God, that guy. I was just texting him before we started talking. He says hello, by the way. Oh, I he love him. To tell you. Yes. Oh, my God. Tell him hello for me. That guy. He's so incredible. Oh, he's the worst. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like, how does that guy exist? How are you real? (laughs) I know. How are you so awesome? I was his plus one to that party. That's how I got in. Yeah. Yeah. What is the the voiceover community is this like singular ecosystem where everybody knows everyone and they have this, you know, they've been working on it forever. So there's this rapport and they're so inclusive Mm -hmm. and just like, oh, I had Chip on two episodes ago. That's right. Before years ago. And Chip, Chip, Sissy, and I closed Idol Hour. We're there at that party till like two, one, two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I've Amazing. never met these people before. But to Amazing. feel included, it's just, ah, oh. oh. how's it real, Judy? Yeah, how? It, it really, it really does blow my mind. And like the way that the VO community celebrates each other's success, yes, is yes. like, I really just want to like model my life after that, you know, like same, it's same. just so beautiful. It is when you when you did Seraph, was it VO? Was it PCAP or it was VO? It was my my wow. role was, was strictly yeah. VO. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean PCAP would have been cool too, but I yeah. don't think I would have been prepared <laughs> for that. I don't think I was <laughs> in any way, shape, or form ready for that. So, I mean, now might be a little different story, you know. But yeah, but back then, I don't. I think I was not in 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 a place to be able to offer that kind of performance so i mean still killed it though Um, and vo is its own you you have to channel all of that through your voice which i found to be way harder i mean just you you don't have as many tools at your disposal physically you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. vo astounds me and just how 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 yeah just amazing so so lucky watching like i'm telling you like the cream of the crop do yeah. their thing like nolan north fred tattishore like you know greg griffin like everybody like roger craig smith i could go on like i just got to record them tom kenny you know i got to record them as an engineer and be in sync with where they were going to go in terms of levels and you know like it's a very like singular kind of job to engineer too you know like it's very like like horse blinders you know and i think that's why i i really enjoyed it while i did um uh, but but yeah, I got to watch them and see what they could express the same lines that like, you know, that I'm seeing on the page and it's just brought to life. And it's just like in a way that I couldn't have anticipated, you know, yeah. like, and it surprises everyone in the room. They're like, oh, I didn't 
think of that read, but that read is dope and we're using it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like that would happen all the time with like the, the greatest. And, uh, and I was privy to watch and learn from that. And like, I, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine having, having to do this without that. Like it must be, it must be hard for everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> different journeys, Judy, different journeys. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't come from like a theater background. You know what I mean? I came from music and tech and pre-med, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so dentistry. this was my, yeah, this was my education. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. there's a million ways to do it. A million ways. How, how cool was it being a Senator in the old Republic? I mean, you want to talk oh, about inhabiting man. a galaxy. Come on. That, that team, that team is so amazing. Like talking about like how cool some developers can be. Like I visited them in Austin because I loved them. So I traveled to Austin once I became a freelance, you know, once I wasn't beholden yeah, to of course. a full-time Untethered. engineering schedule anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I visited their, their headquarters, the Bioware headquarters in Austin because God, those guys are just like, they're so amazing. They're so kind, so talented. And like their scripts were really interesting too because they have a lot of uh, different player character archetypes. So, um, oh yeah. So they're they're using the same exact lines, or maybe not the same. They're, they're adjusted uh, uh, to you know, they're definitely totally. adjusted to fit the story. But the, We're branched, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the you know whether or not you're on the dark side or the light, you know light side, whatever. Uh -huh. Um. So like they they definitely have adjustments and 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 unique things about them. But like base story lines were you know the, like they have to follow. So yeah. they, we would have some identical lines read by like seven or eight actors done seven or eight different ways what? and like yeah it was so cool to like uh, to be like doing dialogue editorial for that and like and hearing everyone's different take on the same line you know um yeah and seeing how like some actors really needed to break down the context to get there and some actors like nolan north he sees a line he like he knows Boom. exactly <laughs> like the last seven or eight hours of gameplay that led to that line. Like it's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, just, just being able to like spot every, what everyone brings to the same line. Like it's just, it, it was so cool. Such a cool project. I, I love those guys. Long live that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one of those like historical things where like, this is forever. Like mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. that's really neat. Yeah. Was it how cool was it coming back for Warzone as Seraph? Oh man, that was really, really cool. I didn't expect I mean, like, I don't like to have expectations with my roles, you know? Smart. Some roles are one offs, some roles are, you know, like a couple sessions over the course of a few months and then it's done. And then some roles are like for years and I don't know which what it's gonna be when I go in. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to like, yeah. get too attached because I have attachment issues because of I grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, relatable. Uh, so I didn't, uh, you know, I thought Seraph was done at that point. And then when they brought her back, I was like, oh my God, freaking awesome. And it was, it was dope. And, uh, and it was surprisingly easy to lock back in just because I'd spent so many hours doing, you know, do, doing that, that voice and that character. So it was, it was it was like riding a bike. I was I was kind of surprised because that was like the first time I had like 
folded that and thought I was done and then came back to it, you know? Right. As opposed to a project that's ongoing and you're like, okay, let me listen, make sure I'm in the same place, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, although there was, there was, of course, a listen to reference workflow where it's like, make sure that, you know, we're not veering too far off. Uh -huh. um, but tonally, it was very different too. It was, it, was a, it was a more out there kind of version of Sarah for Warzone, you know, and for other, for the others. So like, uh, yeah, less tucked in, less, less like tactical and dark, you know, so. Less cutting your arm off. You're like, we already did that. Yeah, my arm's already gone. What do you want? The other one? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's neat. And I know you got to also play Kim Young. Yeah. In a game. So you kind of like passed the baton. Yeah. Because you got to play Kim Young in more than one thing too. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. And I also got to do, yeah, Kim Taehyung. And then also... Uh, K song as well in uh, yes. Cold War. Yeah. So they were all pretty different, actually. And I think um, there was more language specific stuff because I'm Korean and I speak Korean. And yeah. so Kim Taehyung and K song, like they had a lot of Korean like sprinkled in and stuff. So, so cool. that was, yeah, that was a dream come true, you know, to be like, yeah. To be represented on in in such a huge massive way like that so that was that was really cool those are the kind of jobs when you're like bringing more into it and like your language and it's like ah yeah i love it i love looking at steps of like you had to have been able to do the things that you did at the time that the opportunity arose right and then you get to bring yourself to it right which brings this extra level of depth to the character i mean look, look at this judy what's happening <laughs> Dude. But honestly, Call of Duty is like one of, still one of like, I, I remember it very fondly because, um, yeah, the efforts for Call of Duty are oh, yeah. so much fun, you know, and, and I, I know that there are some Call of Duty devs that are a little bit less um, conscious of vocal stress than others, you know, but sure. luckily mm -hmm. the teams that I worked with were very conscious and were very, oh, cool. very aware. Yeah. And they were very you know thoughtful in that way um because you know the voice director i was she's amazing like i said she's my favorite. yeah um <laughs> and uh uh yeah uh, amanda wyatt is her name and she is just legend uh, yeah, legend she's she's just yeah she's just magical uh, so much fun so knowledgeable so like uh, what's the word for it like she's just so deliberate in her in her in her undertakings but also also very flexible adaptable you know like just i don't know how she does it like she just meshes <laughs> both worlds of like yes this is how we need to do it but of course we're going to do it your way but of course this is the result we're going to get you know like it's just, sure it's just, yeah she's she's just so boss um anyways um uh, yeah one of my favorite things about recording for call of duty was was all the efforts there's just so many different types of ways to die it's like a thousand yeah. ways to die you know one of yeah. my favorites was um um getting uh run over by a car and then getting run over by both axles so it's like the, <laughs> yeah there's the impact sound and then there's the as you get like, <laughs> and like yeah. one of my favorites yeah <laughs> and i remember when i was recording uh like the death by fire efforts which is always what we do last we always oh, leave yeah. that for last because that you is gotta go you, for as that. you know like you gotta you gotta you know like you are screaming in levels you're screaming <laughs> Yeah, you're screaming death. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it was like the last thing we were doing for that day. And it was for specialist syrup. And I had never like really in my life gotten a chance to like scream as loud and as screechingly as I, you know, 
wanted to or like i've never i've never done that like never had an opportunity or a reason thank goodness yeah, <laughs> just, no. just scream, just scream yeah. like i was on fire yeah yeah <laughs> count my blessings here but um but i got to and like my voice like surprised me when it got to that level it split in two actually and um wow. yeah it was uh it was it was so cathartic and i've talked about this in other interviews too so we don't have to dwell on it but um it's that's one of my like very it was like a, a formative memory for me in my adulthood i like came into consciousness during that screen yeah like <laughs> i love that yeah. that's what it's one of those things when you find out what you're made of right you're like i yeah. didn't know i had this whole thing yeah and then you're like oh, maybe that, i'm more than i metal? think do i have yeah. metal in me Is yeah, this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like your next album. It's now death metal, guys. I figured it out. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Just spell it differently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Put a U in there for some reason. <laughs> That's dude. Speaking oh, of screaming, different kind of screaming. Mm. He Man. Oh. Dude, crass. Talk about talk about career favorite. How can things even compare? Oh. And Yuri oh, as man. well. I know. Dude, what a role. That whole cast. That whole cast. Yeah. Just, oh my God, what a treat it was to work on that project. And like, a lot of actors have been doing animation much, much longer than I have, obviously. But I got to yeah. taste the the animation lifestyle right before quarantine hit. So like, Yeah. You guys were together? Yeah, we were at a, oh, together, like what? seven or eight of us in like a horseshoe shape, like Dude. just shooting the shit, making fart jokes, you know, like it was so yeah. magical. It was so amazing. And like, yeah, and I got to do that for a little bit and experience that and go, you know, and Dude. it was, it was, it, yeah, before quarantine hit and then everything changed. And I don't, oh. I don't know that it's ever going to go back to that. You know, I just don't think it's safe for, for people to risk that, um, mm -hmm. especially long COVID is still kind of like a you know a gray area and this is our livelihood like our voices and our throats and our lungs and our respiratory systems are our livelihood we really <laughs> yeah. can't put that on the line you know yeah mm -hmm. so i don't know that it's ever gonna go back to that but i got to taste it and it was yeah you it did was magical oh, oh my god that project man. i loved that project so much how was that audition because the character has so Ooh. much to her but there's only so much you can put into an audition Right, right, right. I remember that audition coming around a few times. So I don't know, you know, what the their process was or how they were like casting their net or whittling things down. But I remember seeing that audition a couple of times. And um, yeah, there were definitely some battle efforts. That was a big part of, of you know, the Master of Demolition. Um, you yeah, know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh -huh. and, and then there was a lot of humor, I remember, in the audition and like being able to be free in the humor i think was a big part of, of yeah of it and um and yeah 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 that was i feel so goddamn lucky again that was my first animated project like dude what? out right? the gate baby like how like who gave me <laughs> who thought that was okay like, <laughs> who let me do this <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> a very smart but, person, Judy. That's who. I've seen Crass. Oh, Killed it. Killed I, it. Thank you. It means a lot to me because, like, I wish I had 
a crass on the screen for me when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like that would have been so, so special. I think it might have been a little less weird if, <laughs> if I had a crass kind of like be but my But then we but... wouldn't have the crass we have now because it wouldn't be you. I Look guess this. not. We, we need this. <laughs> oh, crass. Dude. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know um, going in that she was going to have an arc, you know, like the as, as deep oh, even and better. as dark as it got, you know, like yeah. that was a surprise. And I don't know when that got written, but um, but when I found out that like, yeah, that that was going to happen, it was like it was like this project that I already loved so much just became like, you know, just like, yeah, yeah, just threw me over cloud nine. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was I love that, that yeah. so much. It, how did you find working on animation versus working on video games? Because it's it's a turned up medium. Yeah. It's a different genre. It's very different, and you, you know, from with my engineering hat on, it was very different. I'd never engineered for animation before. Um, oh, uh, yeah, it was strictly video games at the studio that I was at, um, and maybe like a commercial here or there, you know. But like. Um, but yeah, pretty much primarily video games. And so, yeah, the workflow is completely different. Um, with video games, like the fidelity and the, the, the um, like they have to be so much more uh, particular about what they're capturing and what they what they're doing because it 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 in real time in gameplay has to go through a chain to be processed if you're in a cave if you're you know underwater right you know, like so like it has to be as pristine as possible so that when it is placed in these different environments and in these triggered in these different ways it's still they can do what they need to to this you know very pristine audio whereas with animation I was noticed like like there it was so much more looser like somebody would accidentally tap this thing but they're like like it wasn't a big deal because there was it was such a curated you know linear experience that like they could put a bed of music under this particular moment if they really needed to you know oh yeah yeah so it was like a very different type of like yeah being you know slightly off mic was no longer a huge fucking deal like it is in video sure you know like like yeah it was a very very different um so it was fascinating to see from that standpoint and then from an acting standpoint, man, um, just being able to get this script and a story, you know, beforehand yeah. and like just dive in and trying like to to imagine all of the different cuts and stuff and like really just see from the very beginning of like meeting a character like to like exactly the experiences that the audience is going to have with that character, you know, like, so, you know, you're getting to know the character as well as the audience is getting to know them. And that felt very different to me than video games in that, like, you know, Seraph already exists. She's already doing her thing. She's already a badass. And then she's been doing this fucking military thing for fucking 20 years, you know, like yeah. <laughs> she's already there, like, you know, um, as, as opposed to like crass who's like learning and young and teen and, you know, like all these like angsty and like, you know, and troubled and like all these things that like, um, you, you know, you don't necessarily get to play with in, in all types of video games, you know, of course there are video games where that is a, you know, totally like a part of it. But, um, but in animation, like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm rambling, but, um, no, I'm so into that. Yeah. It was so it was so much more linear so that you knew exactly what kind of emotional beats had led up to a moment, you know? Yeah. Like, 
oftentimes in video games, not all video games, and this is definitely totally, yeah, but oftentimes in video games, you'll get contextless lines that are in a bucket, um, and any one of these six will trigger, you know, right? But in animation, that's just not, you know, that's just not. You'll you'll have maybe a few alts to like, you know, fill in the if if, if they're gonna change it out, but like this scene, this the way this you know plays out is is very structured. So it's it sounds almost like in animation your performance is so much more of it whereas in video games you're putting these things into a bigger piece. You're like one color of a painting in the video game because you have to go through environments and all these other things. That's a that's a that's a good way to put it. But at the same time, one of my favorite things about video games is exactly that and and acting in video games is that like you are one piece of this puzzle that is this character the artwork you know the 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 movement the the performance capture you know the the outfit like you know the like and and as much agency as the player has over this character like you know cosmetics and like you know like and all that other stuff and 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 costumes and whatnot like you're just this one cog in this in this character that becomes it, it almost has like a life of its own in that way because it's such a collaborative thing that ends yeah. up being controlled by the player and being collaborated on by the player as well in in, in many regards too so that's like one of my favorite things about video games so um, you put that really well, like a, a painting. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're one color in there. I mean, I, I don't want to be reductive about it. I don't want to be, but sure. But, it's just but, as important yeah. that color. It wouldn't be the yes. same without it. But as exactly. far as like just sheer weight of the piece on your back, it is dispersed mm -hmm. much more onto video games, it sounds like. Mm, I don't know if it's dispersed as, as much as it is added onto, built upon. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, built upon. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is similar in animation, uh, but like hand key drawn things are are done in a way where, you know, that's not necessarily performance capture. Or maybe there is performance capture that is that, that's involved sure. in that. But like, you yeah. know, I come from video games. So like I, yeah, you know, I can feel it just a little bit more um, viscerally in video games. But uh, yeah, but, but animated projects have been so so creatively fulfilling, though. Like I will cool. say, so, some video game projects that I come into, I'm like, okay, you know, gotta remember this is a job. Like, yeah. they, have, <laughs> they have the Japanese ref file, and all I have to do is match the timing and the tone, and that's it. I don't need to right. give my juice to it, you know. Just, just, you know, like do my thing, and then you know, I don't have to. Yeah, but um, it's kind of technical in that way, you know, but. Uh, but every single animated project I've been on has has had so much room to play. And um, cool. and some video games do, you know, some video games do, but not all, you know. And I'm sure not all animated projects do either. But... Everything is generalized, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Sweeping generalizations across the board. Yeah. Here. Uh... <laughs> That's the other name of my show. It's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so yeah. that... I love that. I love when creative people are able to kind of stretch that muscle and like be themselves, mm -hmm. honestly, more than anything else. Oh, that's something else, though. You know, it, I I sent you a message after I found it because I, I do a lot of research on anyone before I even ask them to come on. And I came across your cover uh, specifically of uh, Death Cab for Cuties. Oh, I will follow you into the dark. I still listen to it, Judy. I'll be honest with you. You have a gorgeous sweet. voice. Which I told you already. I was like, "Hey, listen! I just found this video, and I'm freaking out." <laughs> just those karaoke things. It worked out because I went down the, I the the Judy Alice Lee rabbit hole and made my way to make me take my time. How did you not drown? 
That's my real question. Oh my God. <laughs> I almost did several times. I bet. I was watching it. I'm like, hmm. She should have <laughs> died here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we even had like a safety person, you know, with like tanks and stuff. And uh, there, there were a few scenes where, so, so that team that worked on it with me, um, it was a passion project during kind of uh, the, the tail end of quarantine where we kind of felt like we needed something creative to work on, um, you know, kind of like during that, like, like very kind of scary slow period. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I met all those guys on uh, PCAP stages. Oh, their cool. Camera, yeah, they they run camera, their camera ops and and more like and head cam ops um, on PCAP stages. And we became friends over the course of years and, you know, and stuff like that. So I was like, yo, uh, music, what are, you, what, are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and then uh, they were like down. And so um, so they were. Yeah, that was that was a really cool team. Really, really cool guys, really talented. And, you know, they're they're killing it out there. They're working professionals just doing their thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and they there were a few scenes where the director Paul was like, "So, how dangerous would it would would it be if we laid out the fabric on the pool and then Judy jumped into it?" And the safety guy was like, "That is possibly the most dangerous thing you can do, and we are not doing that. <laughs> she will die." Yeah, as cool as that though as that would look, she will not be alive after this. So. I've seen Lethal Weapon. <laughs> you don't get out of that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there were a few times where I, you know, I was trying to stay underwater as long as I could and then I would come up for air and then the fabric would be over my face and I was essentially being waterboarded and I'm <gasps> panicked you know like it was, <sighs> yeah there were a few moments of where that happened and that was uh that was very scary but the scariest part of that shoot was that I couldn't afford to pay to heat the pool. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it was a cold. It, we waited until August to shoot this because we were like, maybe it'll be a little warmer, you know, summertime. And, sure, yeah. Um, but it was still icy cold. And um, <gasps> my mom, God bless her, she she came out with um, she came out with me because she was worried about me in my <laughs> Good and, mom. Uh, so, she, she, yeah, she was like tending to me, you know, during the shoot. I felt taken care of. But she, yeah, she had like a hair dryer and like we yeah it was crazy uh it was yeah i was definitely hypothermic by the end of the night um when i was taking that hot shower to like you know when we were absolutely absolutely done and there were a few moments where like the projector wasn't working we, we did projections on top of the water which was so cool but um but something wasn't working right or like the signal or something was uh they were troubleshooting and um i i was in the water and i couldn't move because i would disturb the surface so i was like oh, in no. cold water you know supposed to be still not sure how long this troubleshooting is gonna last and i was like you know i don't think i'm ever gonna do this again <laughs> no <laughs> yeah for the art for the art that was probably the most most dangerous part of that but having said that really um incredible once in a lifetime experience so that was uh i love those guys they're so cool and you made a cool thing that music video is awesome very korean Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very culturally specific in its in its horror. Yeah, <laughs> I dug it. I liked it a lot. It's just it's so cool that you did that. Like when you think back on like that's the thing that happened and that that exists now. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And we got so lucky with those costume pieces. With the uh, they're called hanbok, the traditional Korean uh, hanbok. Um, we uh, a friend of Paul's runs a, a hanbok shop, but she she does like oh. this amazing fusion stuff where it's like not necessarily traditional. It's much more like it's much more like art exhibit and like fashion runway runway work. And she lent us these pieces, and uh, they were just they're just drop dead gorgeous. And there's no way we could have afforded that those looks if like you know 
know if she wasn't trying to help us out you know so i'm so grateful to everybody that came together for that like i i still don't Ugh, man it blows my mind it's pretty cool i just wish that i had done better makeup on myself <laughs> you know every it's, it's hard not to watch your own work yeah and be like i don't oh, i can't oh, that's my face <laughs> like i said like yeah. I, i'm still like very weird in front of a camera you know like yeah just, like this uh this idea of it becoming like forever you know it's just so scary to me yeah um, so that was that I, I don't think i was prepared to or as comfortable as uh, as I am now, even you know, still where I am, still not uh, not very comfortable, but like sure, uh, you know, a little bit more able to be myself, you know. Yeah. Oh man. But speaking of which, real quick tangent, can we talk about how ironically, the the voiceover medium in which you have to be most yourself and not a character and not in the confines of anything else yes. is commercials. Yeah. What? Nobody told me that. I hate it. I'll I'll say it out loud. I don't like it's it. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so it's, hard. It's, it's like so, I'm, then and oh the rejection is personal because it's you. It's you. You can't even distance yourself to be like, oh, you know, I like I put on a voice. It's like, no, no, no. You need to be yourself. So when it's not you picked, it's yeah. not you picked. Yeah. They just want a different human. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Just somebody who's here's what they don't want. You. You. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. You're yeah. right. And I've seen I've seen voice actors like slip in and out of that like so easily like like you know the promo voice and like you know all that like and then they go right back to their characters and then they go right back to themselves and it's just like this like yeah. this beautiful chaos. It's it's really crazy to see them fuck around like that in their downtime. But um I'm just starting to break into the commercial world and like it is so different. It is so different. Yeah. It's not for lack of trying either. Like I Sure. <laughs> You know, I've, I've been trying for, for, for this whole time, but I'm finally starting to make some progress in, in feeling go. more like, you know, comfortable in myself and not having to put on a voice or whatever, you know, like, because, because like I said earlier, sometimes it's easier and it's, it's like weirdly more creatively fulfilling to work within constraints totally. and bounds and restrict and like a, a, a conceptualized character with a backstory, you know, like sometimes that is more creatively fulfilling. Wholeheartedly agreed. Yeah. And so, yeah, you wouldn't think so, like, to put on a voice or put on an accent just feels like you're doing voices. But, like, no, no, like, you're working with this this character that is, is bigger than you, you know, like. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're getting more comfortable with on camera because you're in a movie coming out. I know. With a mutual friend, Ryan James. I know. Got announced, dude. You're in all of it? How exciting. Yeah, it's going to be They're the really best. Fun. They're amazing people. Again, again. Like, I just met them, like, two weeks ago. Walt introduced us. Oh. And they were on the show. He's like, you got to meet Ryan and Catherine. I was like, I, do you know them? And you're cool? I would love to meet them. Walt's my litmus test for everyone now. Oh, amazing. If they're friends with Walt, I want to be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found out about this movie, and I found out you're going to be in it. Yeah. How cool. I know. I'm really excited. Yeah. We did, like, a, you know, rehearsals and stuff. And, and, and all over Zoom, because I haven't flown in for it yet. But um, Sure. But it was, yeah, really, really great energy. And, like, I'm, I'm pretty excited to, like, kind of stretch those muscles. I actually yeah. have, in April, I'm going to start taking um, uh, on-camera classes at the Denver Center for cool. Performing Arts. Just so I can go in as prepared as prepared yeah. as I can with the time I have, you know. Totally. So, so I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not yeah. just going in thinking I'm going to be good. At it, you know, this is not how it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I believe in you. Some time and effort. Yeah. 
<laughs> you played crass in He-Man, okay? Come on. You got you got oh. something. It's just about turning the punch from a vertical to a horizontal. You know? I get it. Right. It's just about this face of mine. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, That's exciting, though. I'm really excited. Like, what a story to be a part of. 15 mm -hmm. years in the making. I mean, dude. Yeah. That's what you want to work on is stuff that's important, yeah. you know, to the people making it. Like, what a gift. Mm -hmm. It's personal. It's very, it's like, yeah. it's, it's been theirs for that long. Like, that's, that's so cool. It is. It is. You're going to be yeah. a part of it. I love it. I know. You're a part of all of it. I know. I am a part of all of it. Yeah. Much like life. Yeah. Much like life. Look Much at like that. Life. Wow, what a way to stick it. Judy, we've been talking for an hour and a half almost. Oh my goodness. You survived. Wow, Look I at survived. you. <laughs> I did it and I had so much fun. Wow, that oh, was really fun. This was great. Yeah, like yeah. I I've, I've hung out with you, so I already knew you were fantastic. But man, look at look at us. Look at us. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. This was so fun. But now before I release you back into the wild, I got to mm -hmm. ask, where can people find you online? Where can they find your stuff? Talk to me. Mm. Okay. Um, online, I am Judy Ellis Lee. So on Twitter, on Instagram, Judy Ellis Lee. Boom. Uh, JudyEllisLee.com is my uh, website. And uh, and yeah, I guess I could do a shameless plug here. Yeah, let's dance. <laughs> um, Get in here. I, I got cast as the uh, protagonist, Malinowi, in yeah, the upcoming did. game Hades 2. Hades 2. Dude, look at you. You're shining. Uh, it's that's oh man another amazing team another cool. group of amazing people another fucking rad project and um yeah i just i'm just living in a state of of constant gratitude uh but that is like you know GameSpot featured it as like the most uh -huh. game of this year so if you're excited about it you check it out <laughs> oh i'm so pumped i'm so pumped just because you're in it. Like, the game's cool and whatever, but you're in it, and oh, look at you. Stop. Look at you. You're just killing it across the board. All right? I need you I'm to, trying, like, you know, I'm trying. get some bad stuff out there just to be like, okay, she's human. Cool, cool, cool. It's oh, too stop. much. stop. Stop. You've heard enough today. Know. You know where I come from and why I have all this energy. <laughs> what more oh, do you want? Yeah. I had to funnel it into something so that my life wouldn't be so miserable as a child. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> relatable. Well, relatable. Yeah. Are we kidding? <laughs> Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at brianbalance.com. There you'll find my demos, short films, and a bunch of other really fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. 
Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to pick you up some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases of the show, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Daryl, Daz, Ben, and Chris. Your support means so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.